A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to our ongoing special edition of Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. We're in part two of our post-apocalyptic Mad Matt-esque 
rat-infested, cult-leadered, lock-and-coiled and loaded and ready to shoot, snappy-gun, cyber, techno-shaman adventure. And there's a mutant. Oh, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. It's so much. It's so dense. But yeah, um, if you haven't already, listen to part one. Otherwise, nothing will make. <laughs> and it's a struggle anyway, to be honest. <laughs> and I think we're going to pick up where we left off. So I believe, James, we're on to yours. Yep. Uh, the mutant, Nut McKenna. Describe the scene as you plant a bomb. <laughs> uh, Nut McKenna strolls through the marketplace uh, I say strolls shambles as elegantly as you can possibly imagine uh, some of his more bulbous and lagging tumours bumping behind him like a faithful puppy you <laughs> 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 can't feel of course one of the advantages of having tumours in your nerve endings is that you are incapable of feeling anything on that side of his body but, but he uh, struggles through um, uh, carrying uh, one of those highly prized uh, articles a family heirloom passed down to him from his father from his father before him uh, an old Sainsbury's bag for life (laughs) (laughs) in the bag for life there is you can gently hear other people around the marketplace could hear if they had a mind to they strain their ears a little bit of an old school style ticking. <laughs> an old Sainsbury's bomb. No. <laughs> a bomb for life. It is, it is a taste of difference bomb. <laughs> it is a taste of difference bomb. It is not a basics bomb. It is, uh, it is, it is very well made. It is... Um, Gold and purple. Yep. It, it, lo- it looks a lot. It, it is the Fabergé egg of bombs. Um, <laughs> this is a bomb that Nut McKenna has spent an awful long time at. He's sculpted it finely out of all the finest pieces you can imagine. It's mostly made out of broken glass <laughs> and lead piping and uh, and yes <laughs> um, and uh, he um, harvested and produced the saltpeter himself oh. <laughs> with the greatest possible relish and uh, Nat McKenna uh strides um, uh, through and nobody wants to look at him which is one of the best ways of encouraging a, a stealthy reaction uh, in this incredible moment it's been so hideous that if people think you're looking shifty they're like nah I could look at you and examine what you're doing but that would involve looking at you for too long so he strides over to an aggregated mound of um, waste uh, in the corner it is mostly uh, discarded uh, rusted up nuts and bolts shrapnel etc and gradually quietly jiggles the bomb out Nesses it into a little, little huddle, Ooh. and uh, covers it up like a turtle. Right, it's <laughs> choose which of these three will now feature in the scene: a mutant tentacle monster, <laughs> cannibals, <laughs> or a deactivated atom bomb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nuts Keller is not the brightest of gentlemen. <laughs> Though he may have a lovely speaking voice, he does not have a lovely thinking brain. Finish narrating the mutant scene, incorporating a deactivated atom bomb. So, Nut McKenna, like parts of his body flopping as he reaches through the pile, <laughs> discovers genuinely for the first time an undetonated nuclear weapon. Underneath my Underneath the waist. <laughs> and he was just going to put the bomb. It's a and really then, good place to put a bomb. <laughs> and, then, else has and then he sees the radiation symbol and a vague memory from his past. Something <laughs> as a child that may have, may have been over his though, crib. Does but yeah. it doesn't, doesn't quite. It's just like, hmm. 
what a nice pattern. <laughs> and then decides to place the bomb square in the middle of the radiation warning. It's got a skull and crossbones. I, I like pirates. <laughs> just d- d- doesn't quite twig, so he just goes, ooh, that'll make a good Yellow solid Yellow has leverage. always been my favourite colour. <laughs> and he places the bomb there. The bomb's timer is ticking down from three hours, and he goes over the marketplace and sits safely outside the blast radius of the bomb, watching very smug. <laughs> Drinking a coffee. Uh, not realising that on the other side of town, his father's home is being currently assaulted by mole people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. Describe the scene as I eliminate the religious cult. Well, apparently my work is already being <laughs> But the scientist is in his lab. His uh, recently hatched egg has contained one of the most venomous snakes he's ever encountered. Oh, congratulations. A species, a species he can't even... He doesn't even recognise, but he knows from his study of other snakes that this is a highly venomous one. He's been harvesting the venom and injecting it into cans of lemonade. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows the group are in the desert and he's going to hand deliver them a crate of lemonade cans to quench their thirst nice. and help them overcome the sunshine. If life gives you venom, make venom. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So that, let's make that a flashback. Yes, so he's now he's now exiting his his uh, lab, uh, carrying a crate of lovely lemonade, and he's heading out. He knew he knew the pl- the plan was for the cult to come to town today, so he's uh, carrying this crate of lemonade, and he's going to deliver it as they arrive as a welcome to the town <laughs> gift. Choose which of these will now feature in the scene: a drag race, <laughs> which I like to assume is of the RuPaul kind. <laughs> Uh, quicksand or improvised explosives. <laughs> this writes um, itself. They're, they're all so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with it. I'm choosing a drag race. <laughs> Ask the group. Finish narrating the scientist scene, incorporating a drag race. The, um, the, the cultists that are left have all been sort of taking clothes from each other. Maybe the only people that survived were the, the one that had a sturdy male constitution, but the relatively light... Dresses. <laughs> <laughs> you must be this flamboyant. <laughs> there is only the super burly hench guys in oh, women, like yeah. women's chiffon dresses. And, and they're yeah. racing towards town yeah. to find refreshments. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're extraordinarily beautiful individuals. Uh, sculpted <laughs> muscles, but elegant contours. And as they pull each other along the dusty ground, Dragging, if you will. Uh. <laughs> they spot a, a, a lemonade seller on the horizon. Yes, this is a race of unusual people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they take their lemonade and they drink deeply of it. And they all fall to the ground, twitching, convulsing and vomiting. And the eyes of the cult leader and the scientist meet over a pile of over an unfortunate pile of dead bodies really exquisite dead bodies it's looking fabulous it's amazing there's no prejudice in my character I wanted to kill everyone equally (laughs) it's just not my it's not my fault that the only ones who survived make me look like a horrible person (laughs) and so it is that a great rivalry begins I will end you Lemonade? (laughs) Describe the scene as you steal a flamethrower. Well, I'm coming into town dragging uh, the robot on a leash. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just, 
It's trying to work. It keeps asking me if I require my corridors to be vacuumed <laughs> today <laughs> and what I would like for dinner. Um, but as I'm going along, uh, Snappy is whispering to me, Well, I don't think that I look pretty. Don't you think that I look pretty with some of that glistening flame? I know that you, I know that you love me if you give me a flame thrower. I don't know. Do you care? Do you really care about me? And we've been fighting together for so long. Really, if you love me, you'd find me some flames. <laughs> and I'm like, I do, I do love you, Snappy. I do. I really, I'd really like you to be bathed in flames. Beautiful flame. So, yes, I will find this for you as I'm, I'm, I walk into town, muttering to myself. Uh, and Passing a pile of bodies. Passing a pile of bodies. Uh, seeing the guards of the town, it's like, uh, so, uh, we're a bit busy today. <laughs> uh, so, just uh, peremptory checks. Is that robot a killing robot? You're like, I don't know. I'm trying to find that out. Do you know anyone that might be able to help me? Yeah, I need flames. I need flames. And the guards just don't care. <laughs> mole people. Mole people come up behind them and slit their throats. <laughs> That's why they don't care. Yeah. I walk through talking to myself. I see a person with a flamethrower trying to fight off mole people. What are, what and I are decide the I want that. Yeah, I just take it from their bodies. Like that's how they're guarding the front of the thing. <laughs> Choose which of these will now feature in the scene. Traveling soldiers, a dirty fist fight, or an artillery gang. So I think that I'm gonna add an artillery gang to that mix. Uh, so finish narrating uh, my scene, incorporating an artillery gang. Can we tie them into anything? Are they, are they, they mole people? They, the moles are that's cool. Oh, so the mole people, having um, taken some of the technology from their apparent underground city, which the tech shaman is obsessed a military with, base, then. are basically <laughs> have been working their way through, and then reveal from hidden spider holes, they just pull back tarpaulins, revealing genuine old world artillery nice. that they've um, modified and upgraded. And as their as their attack against the the wall turns against them, and their numbers are just not quite enough. They fire their first artillery round, which plows through the watchtower, which crumbles inwards. And the man who first cried, Mole, is now vanquished. <laughs> and a hole appears in their defences. And the shot having been taken, the Mole people surge forward to the gap. Locke realises that this conflict, whichever way it gets resolved, if she wants to acquire what she, what she needs in this town, she's going to have to join the winning side. And with her f powerful shotgun and new flamethrower, she might be able to swing the battle in either direction. Ooh. This sounds very perceptive for Locke. <laughs> <laughs> what needs most day. cleansing? Yeah. Um, like maybe I think the mole people they scuttle along and try and pull the pull the flamethrower out of my hands. I'm like, no, no, I, I want I want my it's for Snappy. You don't understand. <laughs> to, he needs it. He needs a flamethrower. What's I'm gonna purify you? Why are you? Dead mole people all around the square. Right. New round, back to the tech shaman. Narrate a scene in which you keep going because you want to earn the trader's support for your leadership election. Which was my you've, you've goal. You've initiated the attack, so you get to deal with other things while the battle's going on. I am an emissary of the mole people. <laughs> <laughs> And while they're turning down, while they're turning over the current system, it's my job to gain the support of the people, <laughs> so that they're not, uh, they don't feel that we've 
offended them. Or in overhauling their current... <laughs> overhauling? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so it is that I go out... In the background, rat it ah not the In the middle of the square, Regina takes to her soapbox, holding her staff above her head, and shouts, People of Hubtown! <laughs> the mole people are our saviors. <laughs> no longer. Crumble. And as she says this, she spears a rat with her pole. Need we be afraid of these rats? No longer need you be exiled. <laughs> if you fail in your duties, the mole people have great resources of power and tanks. <laughs> <laughs> And a small crowd gathers around her, listening to her now, because she's clearly not insane anymore. <laughs> she's got some evidence for once. Uh, which of these will now feature in the scene? Somebody reveals that they are in a religious cult. Oil <laughs> tanker or the biker gang. I'm going to go with the religious cult. Finish narrating the text shaman scene as someone reveals they're in the religious cult. So, as the crowd grows around the text shaman, um, one unusually well-dressed individual <laughs> steps forward, slowly pushing their way through the crowd further and further till they pluck from inside themselves a homemade pepper pot pistol and scream, FOR THE SOUFFLES! and takes the shot at the tech shaman. Like, pluck from inside Side themselves, but yeah. not in their coat, themselves. <laughs> 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 we won't go into that, but just, it's you know. An it's, it's an armpit. It's an armpit holster. That's yeah. what nice. nice. Okay. Narrate a scene in which you keep going because you want to find a good place to scavenge technology. <laughs> so so you, your, your job is to take the war to the mole people and claim their technology for yourself. So the cult leader shuff, two sides shuffling through the desert, seeing the blast as the artillery shell goes off and seeing the clouds of dust and smoke and spurts of flame of all things, 30 foot high as some kind of struggle is going on at the gate reconsiders the decision to um, make this new civilization in Hubtown. And looking at what's left of his, of his congregation, namely <laughs> no one, um, alone in the desert wastes, turns to where the mole people have been coming and goes, I believe I may have a plan and begins shuffling towards the mole people, towards specifically the spider hole that he saw revealed, in the hopes of perhaps garnering some new technology which he could use to re-enter Hubtown, but this time in vengeance. To cleanse the place, much in the way the priest would, because clearly there was nothing to salvage from them, but perhaps where these mole people have come from might harbor some kind of useful technologies. Choose which one of these now feature in the scene. Somebody triggers a distant bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. It's a bit early for that. Another deactivated atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> or a mutant tentacle monster. <laughs> I'm going to raise the stakes with another deactivated atom Guys, it's atom in bomb. the same place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As he's walking past, he kicks a bit of, uh, a bit of wood. And we see, as the viewers at home, 
we see that under the atom bomb, there's another <laughs> atom bomb. Atom bombs all the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually, that was the delivery shaft uh, for the silo underneath the... Um, oh, there's, yeah, so there's the, the, whole... the first bomb, yeah, this is the absolute top of like uh, an ICBM silo underneath. Like, it's been filled up gradually uh, with rubble over the years, so only the top was protruding and it was concealed with mounds of scrap. The initial bomb that, uh, not McKenna, um, like nudged and discovered that was the original atom bomb that wasn't discovered because it doesn't know what it is, is just the absolute top tip of the warhead. Inside it is a massive, multi-warheaded ICBM. We're, we're living in a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. Almost every other nuclear bomb got fired in yeah. this yeah. situation. We've had, this one didn't. And that's where they stuck to shot. That is why there is a facility underground that's gradually venting Pleasantly warm. <laughs> 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 the trickles are probably not harmful steam. It's certainly unlikely to cause severe radiation and mutations. The rate of scene in which you keep going because you want to kill people without being caught. <laughs> Keep sipping your coffee and pass on. Oh, yes, yes. Nut McKenna orders a croissant. <laughs> Choose which of these will now feature in the scene. A flamethrower sets fire to a vehicle. Sunstroke or mutant raiders. Flamethrower sets fire to a vehicle. Yeah, um, I am having the time of my life. <laughs> am I beautiful now? Am I beautiful now? See me flame! See me flame! Oh, like, yeah, you're flaming really good. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, do you want me to point you at that tank full of those irritating people, mole people? Yeah! Yeah! Let me fire them! Fire them! See, they're toasty little bunnies and they're crispy little skins. You, you set fire to the artillery uh, installation of the mole people, turning the tide back, back towards the inhabitants of the town. Entirely yeah. accidentally. Yes. Past <laughs> <laughs> scientists. It's a scene in which you keep going because you want to avoid bounty hunters identifying you. <laughs> Having just eliminated all but the leader of the religious cult, I sneak back to my lab, ready to dye my hair and change my lab <laughs> I don't want anyone recognising me from my earlier mass murder. <laughs> Clearly, the radiation is causing madness in this camera. <laughs> There's no one sane here. Naturalistic adventure. <laughs> Choose which of these will now feature in the scene. A hitman attempts to strangle somebody, a souped-up weaponized car, or cannibals. So having gone back to my lab, dyed my hair, changed my lab coat, we now encounter a souped-up weaponized car. In, in every can of lemonade, you put a tracking device. And now... <laughs> Preparing to pick off the last of them, you get into the car you've been working on for a year. This baby is powerful, and you turn on the tracking device, and it just bleeps in the centre of the town. You also turn on your fantastic music system. That took nine of the twelve working on the car. Like low lights as well. Is it low rise? And so it is that through the chaos of the battle, as a local strangles a mole person <laughs> on the edge of a building, and there are clearly far more dramatic things happening to far more sane Save people. <laughs> you ride through the centre of town, one arm out the window, <laughs> and 
<laughs> and in front of Pop you, cats <laughs> walking home through the streets is that one member of the cult who turns, sees you in the car, panics and starts running, but you just rev the engine <laughs> and run them down. Narrate a scene in which you keep going because you want to find out what's on the robot's locked data drive. <laughs> so, I... Are even focusing yeah. on the robot? <laughs> really, well, I've still got it on a leash. I'm there. Snappy's being like, See me flame! See me flame! Ah, oh, beautiful colours! See the beautiful colours of flesh and burning! Ah, oh, the reds! Ah, oh, the blacks! Ah, oh, the ashes! Ah! And then behind me, the robot says, Oh, what do you require? A wake up call <laughs> in the morning. Oh, like, will you shut up, robot? Will you shut up? Why do I even have you here? So I wonder if I'm flaming as I go, absent mindedly, though. <laughs> <laughs> absent mindedly setting fire to everything. I look around for a scientist who could help me with this problem. Choose which one of these will now feature the scene. Desperate survivors rush somebody for supplies, a hitman, <laughs> or cannibals. I've gone for so explain to me how as I'm looking for a scientist with a screaming flamethrower shotgun tugging a domestic appliance bot uh, cannibals well, get involved. I feel like you uh, I feel like it's very obvious. <laughs> I feel like you'll think the same. Um, so suddenly long forgotten klaxons begin echoing out across Hubtown. As the vibrations and all of the action and all of the noise has slowly begun to dislodge things upon the, the, the cavernous hive that has been the ICA, ICBM silo beneath Hudtown. So, slowly, entirely unknown of trapdoor beneath the very centre of Hubtown begins to open, revealing hordes and hordes. <laughs> of cannibalistic marines wearing what's left of their uniforms who've been eking out what time they have in the ICBM silo. Once their emergency rations ran out, they began eating themselves from lowest rank to highest rank. <laughs> and they've burst out because now there's only the officers left and they're not going to get themselves eaten. And so they break out with weapons which whilst well-maintained are still incredibly ancient and jamming one out of every two shots they began to sweep across the already plagued city. The, 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 mole, the mole people and the uh, townsfolk recognising this shared threat <laughs> <laughs> temporarily lay aside their differences. I, I think as it is though, these, these cannibal people are emaciated, <laughs> severely malnourished and using inferior, inferior weapons. I didn't say it would take long to eliminate this and there are the not many. <laughs> they all. T- the guy who's strangling the mole person. They both turn, shoot a, shoot a cannibal, high five, and go back to the. <laughs> 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 and it's just a surreal little coda. Yeah. And I reckon it's worth taking a break there, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves 
moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? Oh, I said that. And I'm, I'm talking to this? This? Right. Good. That is odd. Mm. Uh, yes. And you, uh, bring me a, a whiskey. Uh, with a rum in it. Yeah, lovely. Uh, uh, yes, so, um, good evening, peasants. I am Sir Bertrand McGuffin. Um, now, I've been told the tales of my feats of heroism, adventure, and utterly selfless daring do were spreading far and wide, arcing across the sky like lightning, rending the heavens in twain with their magnitude and ploughing into people's ears like a plough made of me being splendid. Now, the important thing is that I'm excellent and everyone should know just how excellent I am. So in order to set yet more ears a quiver in anticipation of my every exploit, I would like you, specifically you, to tell your friends about how utterly super I am. Now, according to the technical busybods of Rusty Quill, and trust me, their bods are very busy, if you tell a friend about us and they subscribe to my tales of chivalric daring, then when they send us an email to mail at rustyquill.com with their name and the person who recommended it, they will have an episode dedicated to them. Now, 
I've no idea what that means, but it sounds jolly lovely. Anyway, once you've done all of that, all you need to do is pop the cash in non-consecutive bills into an envelope and send it lo- What? 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 What do you mean they don't have to pay- Oh, I have literally never- Oh, you test me, sir. Fine, fine, fine. Well, recommend us to your friends and don't pay us and you still get your own episode. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to have a serious chat with the underlings about the actual meaning of the word mercenary. And welcome back. So, let's pick up where we left off. I believe it's your turn, Ed. It is, and I've got a screen here that says narrate a final unfortunate scene in which you attempt to resolve your problems, but fail in a truly unfortunate way. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, everyone will get a random first screen here about how successful you are. So, uh, so currently bleeding out on the floor, having been shot in the heart, <laughs> Regina raises her, her staff and says to the people gathered, a martyr and then die <laughs> and the people around her look and for a moment there's a twinkling in their eye and then they go back to shopping <laughs> she was nuts wasn't she um, but as she lies dead in the middle of the square which of these will now appear uh, a hitman arrives with a bloody big gun mole people drag somebody underground or somebody passes out from sunstroke and wakes up in a better place. I'm gonna give... All of those are possible at yeah. this point. Yeah. Mole people possibly. Uh, They're all vulnerable. Oh, the mole people makes a lot of sense. So, mole people drag some underground. The mole people hearing Regina's cry from the town square pick up their ears and go, Regina, Regina, the tech shaman, and uh, scrabble for her body uh, in order to preserve it for holy relics. <laughs> <laughs> All the shoppers are like they stumble over the mold. The violence hasn't really got to this area yet, so they're just a bit like, oh, this is the safe side. Oh, this is the marketplace yeah. where the bombs are. Who are all of these small furry people? <laughs> it's not that unusual. There is a lot of radiation around. Like, oh well, there's quite a lot of them. Shrug, turn around. Narrate a climactic scene in which you struggle against a powerful opposition. The cult leader in his three-piece which he's sewing on the fly because all, all gentlemen carry a sewing kit because it doesn't do to have tears whilst you're walking, <laughs> starts making his way back down the, the holes that the mole people first came out of, and he heads down and reconsiders the fact that the tech shaman swore there was an underground city, swore there was an underground city, and as he goes, finds the first gatekeepers of mole people outside a, a sealed cavern, and just goes... I think I could convince you that what you really need is an automated house robot to clean things up. I think that that kind of thing is really what you're after. And the cult leader proceeds to desperately, desperately try to convince them that his way of life, which is completely incompatible with theirs in literally every way, is the way to go. No, you don't know what a souffle is, but trust me, you can base a civilization model upon it. Choose which of these will now feature in the scene. The flamethrower sets fire to a person. Mole people drag somebody under. <laughs> somebody passes out from sunstroke and wakes up in a better place if only I was still above ground. Nonetheless, I'm going to go with mole people drag somebody <laughs> underground. It feels coherent, if nothing yes. else. The mole people do not listen to your persuasion, but they decide that you also will make a good sacrifice to their now <laughs> dead prophet. Their deified prophet. The, um, and the scientist is cruising around Upside in his pimped out weapon car, <laughs> um, sees a ramp 
begin to emerge in the street, like it just turns that, that's out. That's how the artillery vehicle came yeah. up from the bulking. So, and down there, he can hear his dreaded rival trying to convince people about the so. righteousness of souffle. The righteousness of souffle, the thing you hate the most. You're considering whether to go down yourself and just run him over, but the mole people made that decision for you and grappling hooks. They want my soup have a nice car. Yeah. They're trying to claim it for themselves. They want that sweet base. No. Narrate a final scene in which you try to fix everything only to have your efforts backfire. I'm trying. My goal is to kill lots of people. That is my aim. I don't think that the clock is ticking down properly. I go over to try and fix it. I break the bomb. I break it. stopped working. And like, I get a small electric shock to my hand. I can't feel it, but I, but I do. I do, and it hurts. You can see the sparkles. I know, yeah, and it's a bit chars a bit, and it smells even. It like smells like toasted almonds for a change, which is oh. a nice change. Oh. And oh. I just look down at my horrendous hand, <laughs> grasping this box. And I look around at the people surrounding me, and I, I hear the explosions in the distance. And I look around at the people, and I look down at my horrendous, hideous hand. I look at the people again, and I look down at my horrendous, hideous hand, and I look at the people. There's a, a child playing with what might be considered a puppy. <laughs> I look down at my hideous hand. I, I look again, and there's a baby's smiling face. I look down at my hand, and I wonder... Am I one of the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> Choose which of these features will now feature in the scene. The religious cult tries to eliminate the heathens. A weaponized car is involved in an awesome chase. Somebody <laughs> passes out from sunstroke and wakes up in a better place. I am going to choose somebody passes out from sunstroke and wakes up in a better place. So the mutant has had this horrific moment of self-realisation. He's shattering personal epiphany. He's been standing there for so long. You know that you have to stay in the shade because all the tumours work as insulation. Yeah, it's all those layers. So just standing there with these, these rolls of tumour tissue, you, you begin to overheat really very quickly. So as the uh, sunstroke takes McKenna and he, and he collapses into darkness, he slowly, eventually claws his way back to consciousness and comes to staring at a bright light. But it's not, it's not the sun, it's halogen. Who has a halogen right? And then he sits up and finds himself in a hospital bed. And significant numbers of his tumours have been removed and replaced with skin grafts. And then he looks to his right and sees what's left of the retreating marines have taken him back with them as a food source. Oh. <laughs> and as they munch on tuna oh. sandwiches, oh, you have saved Ill. them from their cannibalistic oh, tendencies. Oh. How is that saving them from cannibalistic tendencies? <laughs> because they'll never need any other types. Oh, because even now, as you lie strapped to a bed, more tumors are growing. That's oh. not in the long term a sustainable food source. I should point that out. But, but they're not thinking clearly okay. because it's so delicious. Right. And oh. all they do is oh. they're so happy with you. They offer you a place we not only as their partner and food evidence. source but as their leader uh, what this is awful great you are an awful person <laughs> you're horrible i work with what i give temporarily and as the leader nice. they hand you the suitcase that contains the big red button <laughs> <laughs> yeah would you have no idea what it does <laughs> and the lights gradually dim on this scene as nut mckenna gradually Flops forward ambiguously towards the ambiguously, but it gradually fades as nice. that happens. Narrate a final scene in which you win the day. 
but lose something important to you in the struggle. Oh. <laughs> the, the grappling hooks have attached to my car and they're dragging it down into the, the kingdom of the mole people. But I know there's only one of my enemies left. So I let the mole people drag the car down. But as they lock it into place, I roll out of the car, clicking in my night vision goggles and coming up dual wielding my dart guns uh, <laughs> hands filled with snake venom and I um, lay waste all around me. I've decided I'm not having any part of this conflict. I'm not on anyone's side. And I make sure I get a venom dart straight in uh, the cult leader's head, take down all the mole people surrounding me too, leave behind my car and all the prized and valuable possessions I have in it. Is your bounty bar in the car? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. It, because it falls out of your pocket as you're climbing yeah. out, and it's only when you get out. And all that, all that will be left to me is the clothes on my back, the goggles on my face, and, and the guns in my hand. Nice. <laughs> Choose which of these will now feature in the scene. A bomb goes off, <laughs> an artillery gang arrives and raises a building to the ground, or somebody discovers a deactivated <laughs> and panics. <laughs> Which seems like a good way to uh, conclude our penultimate scene. Oh, yeah. So someone someone finally discovers a deactivated As bomb. As you are climbing out, you and emerge panics. to the surface, pull yourself into the town square, and then see the two deactivated <laughs> atom bombs sitting there. And you recognise the symbol. And <laughs> you run over to them, panicking. You throw open the panel on the side and start mashing buttons, trying to disarm them. And then you look up and it says, deactivate it. And you, you great. But then you realise that's what it said in the first place. And then it says, activate it. <laughs> and starts a countdown timer for three minutes. Uh, Pass it to the I feel like we've made Chris. the world's first nuclear farce. <laughs> <laughs> this is a genre that has legs, people. Lots of legs. So many. Yeah. I think uh, Dr. Strangeton would have something yeah. to say about it. Okay. Narrate a climactic scene in which you overcome all opposition with spectacular success. To <laughs> <laughs> an immense degree of luck and skill. Probably is it like, she doesn't want anything that makes sense. So, um, <laughs> Locke stumbles around, completely unaware of what's going on. Fire, fire, the robot is just like, would, would, you, would you like me to, uh, to fix the heating? Uh, would you like, would you please stop burning everything? Like, what? What? Did you say something that makes sense? I'm purifying! <laughs> ah, look at me burn! I shoot that man in the head! Ah, flamed him first! Toasty bullet riddle hole! Yeah! <laughs> um, I'm stumbling around. Uh, the robot's just like, okay, a break! A break! Like, please, this is not, this is not okay! Just the plans to the, to the city that's underneath here! Can you, can you have Locke now just drop it all and start acting entirely normally? She was just doing it for <laughs> The best interrogation ever. <laughs> wait, that, that, make, that makes sense. Why, why are you, wait, it was a plan, there's a city under here. No, well, not a city. It's, it's more of a missile silo. And you see, I, there was the bombs have been activated and my programming that was encrypted has now switched itself on so that I am now a manifestation of the computer. I am supposed to turn the bomb off. Uh, that, that sounds uh, really complicated. See me burn! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking? I want to burn! I'm like, 
turn and so uh, lock as a square. I don't really understand. What is it? You gotta let me off the leash so that I can go and deactivate the bomb. Otherwise, we're all gonna die. Uh, so now, uh, choose which of these will now feature in the scene. The desperate survivors weaponize an attack. Somebody discovers a deactivated <laughs> atom bomb and panics. <laughs> or two drivers play chicken. Um, <laughs> right, well, they, they are also trying to discover the deactivated bomb and panicking. The scientist has just accidentally activated the nuclear bomb. Uh, rearming it and setting the countdown for three minutes. He is desperately trying to undo his work when about 30 seconds into the three minute countdown, up wanders the gun-toting priest led by the robot. The flamethrower is still on, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just constantly. It's not like burst. It's just yeah. Yeah. all of the time. Yeah. The robot says, let me aside. I know how to deactivate the bomb. At which point, um, look, discovering the atom bomb and panicking, start shooting wildly in the vain <laughs> attempts of disarming the bomb with flames flying everywhere and the ironically named Blaze getting out of touch. <laughs> All that's left is Locke Coil staring at a bomb, flames shooting from a gun that's screaming to blow everything up, with a robot on the other head screaming, no, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And then what Locke does is just aims right at the middle of the timer and just unloads point break style. Ah! So the timer is destroyed countdown is invisible, but there's still just this fate. In the game there is one final round where we used to do a sentence oh. what happens to oh. the character at the end right. of the story. Pass to the text so it's just, it's just a sentence, so deep in the bowels of the base, the mole people hang the body of Regina on a cross. Uh, and anoint her skin. <laughs> She's hung on the bottom of the atom bomb as it begins to rumble and the jets begin thrusting it into the air. So the cult leader, venom coursing through his veins, slightly out of it, finds himself in a in a lovely little domestic kitchen. And he, he puts all the ingredients for the souffle and he turns the oven on and then stands there holding his arms open as the heat, he can feel the heat of it across his face as the flames from the rocket, which is just setting off, only feet in front of him, begin to walk his face and he goes, finally, I'm happy. Uh, as Nut McKenna slumps forward towards the big red button, uh, his descent is uh, halted by the tension in his spine, thwarted, uh, he simply presses the button for another injection of morphine. Mm-hmm. We fade to black. Oh, 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 this is dark. Yeah, that's, that's grim. As, Better place. As the double cord atom bomb starts to rise in front of him out of the silo in, in the centre of the market square, Flash Blaze leaps onto it. One <laughs> last desperate <laughs> attempt to pull out the detonator before the bomb can go off. He hangs on desperately with one hand as the bomb rises into the air, leaving the scorched ground beneath it. He just pulls at the wiring, hoping if he can disconnect the nuclear material, at the very least, the apocalypse won't get worse. (laughs) Uh, Locke uh, is quite stunned to see her shooting has not stopped (laughs) from, from rising through the ground. 
but uh, Snappy has something to say. I want it! I want it! I want you to attach it to me! What flame? No, I don't want flame! I want an atom bomb! <laughs> Strap me to the atom bomb! Uh, so she also jumps on <laughs> uh, and gets out the, 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 some of the handy screwdrivers that are attached to the many, many belts. And starts basically attacking any little panel that she can, trying to open something up so that she can strap Snappy to it so that he can be one with the atom bomb. It turns out that one of those panels may be co- entirely coincidentally the detonator bit. She's tearing and she's pulling and she manages to like to get wires that strap it to Snappy's trigger. I'm whole! The gun screams. I'm whole! The robot is dangling behind the on leash still. Uh, but the detonator has been pulled out. Uh, and so in her final ride with Snappy and the robot, uh, Lock Coil has a fantastic, beautiful moment of completion. So the atom bomb didn't go off. Didn't uh, go off. It landed undetonated <laughs> after an incredibly long and cold journey from yeah. everyone holding on to it. Yeah, yeah, and the town is left. There's <laughs> like two people after the whole people at the Someone catapults. just opens the, the door, cold. steps out for his newspaper and goes, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what happened this morning? The only person left is the leader of the town. <laughs> oh, he started just, this he just, by trying to get a hitman <laughs> to take out that one so guy. Just, so there's just the leader of the town holding an egg with all of these rats going, we will rebuild. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the end. What okay, wow, that? that was, yes, that was, yeah. that was that was a heck of a fun time. Um, I think we're going to have to wrap up there, and yeah, thank you, Ed, for My bringing pleasure. that. Thanks that was so great, Amazing that was good stuff. fun. I'm going to uh, spend every Sunday now pretending I'm here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was the name of it again, just for the listeners? Story Jam, you can find it at storyjam.co.uk. Yeah, check that out, because we definitely will be, and uh, we're going to be doing lots of extra special episodes in the future, but uh, for now, thanks for listening, and we hope you carry on listening for more. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook, tweet us on Twitter at the Rusty Quill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 